Welcome to the FinGen Show. Thanks for being with us today. I'm your host, Ferris Alamy, and this episode is brought to you by Connecting Dots Globally, a nonprofit focused on youth entrepreneurship development in a global trade settings. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ferris. It's great to be here. Thanks for being with us. This is awesome because I get to talk to you twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that, actually. So. Maybe, Mark, you could tell just our audience is uh, who is Mark and what do you do? Sure. So I'm Mark Manischel, and I'm adjunct assistant professor at NYU at the Silver School of Social Work. I'm also the co-founder of the Adaptive Leadership and Human Services Institute at NYU Silver. Uh, I also lecture at UC Davis, and I'm the principal and co-founder of Co-Innovate Consulting. So I have my hands on a lot of different activities. <laughs> You're not busy at all. <laughs> sounds like the minute you have a minute, you're creating something new. That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So maybe you could take us either in the adaptive leadership or your newest venture, whatever you want to take us to. I'm okay sure. with it. Uh, obviously, you know, being a professor has its own work. I want to focus today our conversation, if possible, on just your entrepreneurship journey sure. and how you've done that. Yeah. So why did you start, you know, any of these uh, startups and how long have you been doing them for? So we started Co-Innovate Consulting in 2013. And what we're trying to do with Co-Innovate is we're really trying to help organizations and teams and groups, communities address what we call difficult adaptive challenges. And adaptive challenges are those kind of challenges where you can't throw a technical solution at it and try to solve it. And when you try to do that, it usually fails. The, this, the solution, or even progress, if you will, is more about changing attitudes, behaviors, culture, and helping people to adapt to the rapidly changing circumstances that we find ourselves in, especially today. So it's really helping people figure out, well, what is it we need to preserve and what's working well, but also what are those things that we need to let go of, what we need to discard, that aren't serving our organization or our team's purposes? Um, and what are the new things that we need to learn? What are the new innovations that we need to incorporate to then kind of replace what's been discarded? And kind of accompanying people along that journey, if you will, of trying to adapt and kind of, and I think especially like the losses that come with when you do something day in and day out every day, um, and then you have to let go of that. And then to add insult to injury, you have to <laughs> learn something completely, you know, completely new, which can upset your own sense of confidence. So I think what we're trying to do is to really accompany people along that path of kind of adaptation and, and so they can make greater progress and have greater impact. That's really interesting. And we you know maybe one other time we'll talk, side talk about our resilient entrepreneur program, because one of the things I've yeah. learned throughout my journey of talking to entrepreneurs it's really the mindset is really what usually gets things moving in the directions or not. So yeah. what is the mindset behind it? How do you react to what's happening versus what, you know, versus what you really do uh, and what you think about it? I tell people it's the stories that you tell yourself is what makes or breaks the business or the things that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So I'd love to dig good. deep with you and uh, learn more <laughs> from your perspective, how that works or not. Absolutely. Since, since, uh, <laughs> it sounds like this is your field. <laughs> So well, I think, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that I think that kind of points to the purpose of what we're trying to do, which is kind of leadership is kind of the missing piece of mm -hmm. what 
you know, what we see in organizations. Like in my experience, like I've been a part of different kinds of organizations. I started as a social worker. I worked in a variety of different nonprofit organizations, um, human services, and then went into international development and philanthropy. And a, a lot of good organizations that are out there um, doing good stuff. Um, and I, I felt like really proud to be part of those different kinds of groups, right? Um, some did really great stuff. Some did not so great stuff. Yeah, cool. But I think it was sort of like the, the missing piece was sort of um, the, leader, the leadership piece, right? Because I feel like what I often saw in organizations was conflict. Sometimes I'd see conflict happening or I'd see people who are operating in certain silos mm -hmm. and, and not talking to one another. Um, Mark, I want to take you. I actually, that's actually a good point. I, I want to take you back just for one second for something, sure, sure. which is I appreciate you telling me why you did it uh, for what yeah. you saw in the market. But yeah. my experience work with entrepreneurs like you is a lot of times it's something that you personally have been affected by yeah. or been touched by. So I would love to maybe shed a light on that if it's something that you personally you know saw or you know or experienced. And what you you know what it meant to you so kind of like the why you did it beyond the market itself so you saw an opportunity in the market that there's a need for this you went after yeah. it but what was behind it from your motivation to do it yeah, i think it was that personal experience of being in those situations and seeing those same arguments happen over and over again because some, sometimes you know have you been in those situations where you know people are having a conversation or and then it turns into an argument and then they have that same argument a week later or a week after that. And then you begin to realize it may be about different subjects. It may be about different topics, but it's the same argument, right? And I think that I just found myself in those kinds of situations where I saw that happening. I thought there's something at the root here that we're not getting at. You know, There's something happening in the organization. People are not working well together. And I think I just had too many of those experiences personally working in the field. Like I, like I was saying, I was, I was a part of those organizations and the work was good. Like from a technical point of view, the, the organization is doing amazing stuff, but they were kind of limiting themselves. And so I think that's why I was saying that, that, that leadership being the missing piece of it. Um, how do we actually bring up uncomfortable subjects? How do we bring up things that, what's, what's the elephant in the room that we're not dealing with? And if we can get at that kind of stuff, then maybe we can actually like be a lot more effective. And I think that's fundamentally like the why for me um, is to be able to help people do that. Because I think oftentimes people lean into their expertise, the, you know, the technical side of the work, right? Well, I'm really good at this, right? But then they get very entrenched in their, their own view that they're good at it. You know? And they're not willing to admit that the work happens because we bring people together and it's the bringing out the best of everyone that leads us to, to, to make progress. And so that was like the big aha for me. That's great. Thank you so much, Mark, for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, you know, let's take a break. Clearly, we can keep you here for all day, but we can, <laughs> we can take a quick break and then come back and ask you a few more questions. Thanks for being with us. Thank we'll you. be right back. Welcome back. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. So, you know, being in business for since 2000, you know, you said three roughly, right? So 
or 13, uh, 13, uh, 2013. Yeah, 2013 for yeah. COVID-19. So you'll be almost 10 years next year, or you'll be 10 years actually next year. You're nine years old now, this organization mm -hmm. that you started. You've, I'm sure, had all kinds of ups and all kinds of downs moments where you felt you got it and where you felt you lost it. And I know those things could come the same moments. I'm yeah. curious to hear from your thoughts. Maybe you could share with us one of the down moments where you felt I'm not sure if I could do this or not, or the business yeah. is not doing well, or whatever moment you want to pick with us. Yeah. Um, feel free to go share one, just one. <laughs> yeah, well, the moment that really comes to mind is actually from uh, another organization that I started called the Clarence Foundation. And, but it, it bears a lot of similarities to, I think, the challenges that I face in COVID debate and a lot of uh, people face in organizations. Um, so when I started, uh, this, it was a publicly supported foundation that tried to link um, grassroots NGOs all over the world with donors in the US. And so we try to make those connections and really look at organizations that in particular were just kind of neglected or overseen by the larger NGOs and foundations and to try to get capital to them. And it was very powerful. We organized uh, these giving circles where donors would come together, pool their money, and then figure out, well, what do we want to do with it? And then they would kind of engage in this joint exercise of uh, giving their money away together as a group. So it was very powerful. But one of the things about philanthropy is that people, and this makes total sense, people want to support projects on the ground. They want to support the kids, you know, they want to support the families. They don't necessarily want their money to go to operations and, you know, administration and things like yeah, that, sure. right? And that's, and it was really hard, right? So I had a lot of trouble like raising money for that, just the operational part of what it was that we were trying to do. And there were times where I thought, we're not going to be able to make it, you know, lots of late nights, you know, not getting much of a salary at all. Um, my wife being incredibly patient, I like credit her so much for supporting me, you know, through that whole period. But there were times where I just like, we have no money in the bank, we can't continue. And am I going to be able to do this? And what there was a donor who I met with, uh, his name was Herb West. And I met him at a conference a little bit before, and he took me out to lunch. And I just remember this distinctly. And one of the principles of fundraising is you never want to tell your donor, well, we're just about to fall apart. <laughs> you know, we don't have any money left. Can you please help us? You know, this is not a good idea, right? But I know there was something about like I was in that situation. I just decided to be open and just kind of be vulnerable. It was just like yeah. it touched my, I don't know, something about him that touched me. And I just decided to open up and say, you know, this is the challenge that we're facing. And he said to me, Mark, I, I want to um, I want to support you. I believe in you. And he took out his checkbook and he wrote me a check for ten thousand mm. dollars. You know, and so it's like it's those moments, you know, just when you think that it's all over. And I, I imagine a lot of entrepreneurs in a lot of different and. You know, in Co-Innovate, there have been those moments where, oh, I don't think I can continue. And then something happens, right? Something shows up and it enables you to live another day. And so. Wow. Thank her. you so much for sharing that. <laughs> I mean, I so appreciate it because I know when people share pain, it brings up wounds that maybe never healed or you just put a bandit on it and you keep moving forward. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Mark. Thank you so much. Sure. Wow. All right. So, you know, <laughs> you took us on that path. So take us on, uh, on the, on the up and words where you felt like sure. you got the world under control. You're yeah. ready to you conquer whatever you.
you're feeling really you know amazing about it yeah and one other thing i want to mention about herb is that when, once he passed away i found out from his uh daughter that he did this for all kinds of people he was like <laughs> a, yeah so they found all these checks <laughs> that he had written right so you know just a beautiful guy but and but anyway that's um, amazing <laughs> i know i just yeah, he was really important for so your guts life. was yeah. very good, obviously. So you should use your guts more often, Mark. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, so in terms of the I think the up thing was. Um, so I was telling you about that, that foundation I was a part of. So I did that for about 10 years. And then there was a point at which, you know, I was I was needing a change. Um, and I wasn't sure what that was going to be. Um, the foundation's work continued, um, but I, I needed a break personally. And I decided to apply to the Harvard Kennedy School um, and was accepted and, and had the privilege to, to go there and learn adaptive leadership. And I think that that was like a big up moment for me. And it was, it was another, I remember this too. It's funny how these people that kind of come into your life at strategic points, you know, and there was this class, it was adaptive leadership taught by Ron Heifetz. And that's kind of the foundation of what I was talking about earlier in terms of the work that we do. And I remember my friend said to me, Mark, you know, you've got to take this class. And, and I said, eh, I don't know. You know, I've, I, I'm a social worker. I like have done that psychological stuff. I don't know if I need it. And he goes, no, Mark, I really, you really need to take this class. And we were, I remember sitting there and there was a sort of deadline where you had to register and this was a class that was very popular. So the Kennedy School, you had to bid points on the ones that you know were really like uh, uh, influential. So, and I just thought for a minute, I was just like, okay. And the 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 clock was ticking, right? <laughs> I had to make a decision. I just said, okay, what the hell? I'm just going to do it. And I just pressed the button, right? And I just did it. Um, and you know that decision wound up really impacting the trajectory of my life and my work and learning the adaptive leadership framework for me, just taught me so much about, you know, my own failures. And I think when we talked before, I told you that I, this was something that I wish that I had learned 20 years earlier, you know, if only I had known what a difference it would have made. But I also remember you telling me that, you know, maybe I wasn't ready to receive it yet, right? Um, and so, you know, there, it was came at the right time. But for me, I just like, it's really important to like bring this work out into the world so that more people can have access to these kinds of ideas. So um, that's the high point is like learning about that and recognizing that other people could benefit and being able to help. Well, Mark, you gave me lots of goosebumps and clearly we <laughs> could keep you here for a couple more days, not just one or two, right? Uh, um, and I appreciate you remembering our conversation. Thank you very much for that. So yeah, I always believe that things happen for good reasons and sometimes you looking back you might think i wish i would have done this i always uh, use that line that you might have not been ready the information might have not meant much to you you know kind of like seeding you just got to keep going my last question just so we can uh, you know close it for the day at least and maybe we could have you back for a deeper conversation uh we yeah. i do a couple occasionally some of those so the last question looking back to your point and now that you know what you know if someone getting started or just looking to start a business what would you tell them? What would you say something to them today that you wish you would have heard it, even though you acknowledge that we might have not meant anything, but what would yeah. you say? 
So I would coin a phrase that my dear friend and colleague, Akoa Nevaeh, taught me. His name is Jamie Purden. And he said, try to act out of awareness rather than conditioning. And to me, what that means is that we have these kind of default behaviors that are kind of hardwired within us, ways in which we react to situations. Um, So if there's a trigger, right, there's a response because we've learned to do that. It's been conditioned within us over time to just kind of respond a certain way. And I think that one of the things I've learned from doing adaptive leadership work is the importance of just kind of taking a moment and kind of taking stock of what's actually happening, right? And to try to understand the system or try to understand what's happening around you before you jump into action. So there's something about that It's like that pause, right? It's trying to insert that pause between stimulus and response, which is like really hard. Like it's it's easy to talk about, but I think really hard to practice. But I think there's something about, and I think it's akin to mindfulness. It's just kind of just not just falling back on your defaults in the way that that you've always done things, but to just step back and think first and to understand first and then act. And it's developing that practice and failing along the way so many times. But I, I, I feel like that awareness in what we do is so, so pivotal. I love that. I, you know, I, I, I didn't capture it all, but I think what you said is being aware of your reaction, being approaching it with an awareness mindset versus approaching it from the reaction that your body or mind might have told you react based on previous experiences. Yeah, powerful, very powerful. Yeah. Wow. Um, Thank you so much for sharing such insights with us. Thank you so much for making time. And thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Thanks for being with us, Mark. Thanks so much, Ferris. It was fun. Uh, For our listeners, thank you for joining us today at the FinGen Show. Till the next show, have a good day.